Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. From being a gang member in the streets of East LA to now having a national, in fact, international television ministry alongside evangelist Jim Baker. Today we interview Mondo De La Vega. You're gonna love his testimony about Jesus. Former Navy chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a new friend of the program, but a man that I respect, and he had me on his television show about a year ago when I visited Branson, Missouri, and PTL headquarters. Of course, I'm talking about Mondo De La Vega. He is the adopted son of Jim Baker, the television evangelist who has been prominent in American history, really changed the face of television, uh, and now leads, uh, along with his family, the PTL ministry. Welcome to the program, Mondo De La Vega. How are you today, sir? It is an honor to be with you, Dr. Chaps. Thank you for blessing the honor to being on the orange couch. You gotta come back. <laughs> we had a great conversation while you were here. Our audience loved you, and they responded really great on the message that you brought to the Orange Couch. Well, thank you. You have your own show, which airs after the PTL show, but I wanna give, give our audience a wide view of the Orange Couch here so you can introduce, uh, what is the Mondo Show all about? Welcome to the Orange Couch. You know, the Mondo Show is really all about having a conversation about what's taking place in the culture right now yeah. and gathering voices from around the world, pretty much experts on what's happening right now. And this orange couch has been blessed to have you, Dr. Chaps, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, you know, John Cooper from the band called Skillet. And of course we do a lot of via Skype with major uh, voices that out there that are talking about what's happening in our culture today. But I wanted to create a program that represents guys like myself, guys that come out of the streets and most of the time you know, you don't end up seeing a national television broadcast being hosted by an ex-gang member. <laughs> and God gave me a call about 26 years ago. And here I am fulfilling God's calling. So you're now in your mid forties, but you were literally adopted as the son of Jim Baker, the famous evangelist who, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, he he was in the news, let's just say that uh, he was famous and he still is, but he remarried in 1998. His beautiful wife, uh, Lori Beth, is there and, and moved the family ministry to Branson, Missouri. At about the same time, 24 years ago, they adopted you and your sisters. They adopted nine children. Who does that? What, why, why did oh. they, how did that come to <laughs> Only be? Only a crazy man would do that, Dr. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when Jim Baker was in his almost 60s, he and Lori, uh, mom and dad, were, of course, uh, had a decision to make. And the mom, the girl's mom, you know, 
were helped by Lori for about 10 years in the inner city of Phoenix. And they came and lived with us at the ministry that we had at Camp of Hope in Florida. And she said, you know what? I don't think this life is for me. I want to go back to Phoenix, but I want to give you, Jim and Lori, an option to leave the girls with you because I don't want to take them back to the inner city. They're not going to survive there. They're going to end up being pregnant by the time they're 14 years old. I believe they have a better chance with you. And within seconds, mom and dad, Jim and Lori Baker, this national televangelist uh, ministers had the opportunity to adopt my brothers and sisters, and they took a chance on them. They took a chance on myself. And 24 years later, here we are. You know, my sisters are now heading up the ministry, COO, Maricela is the CEO of the ministry, little Lori, which we call her by. She is executive, pretty much director of everything that is taking place here at the ministry. So, you know, amazing things happen when you believe in someone. And here we are, you know, the world said, lock them up, throw the key away. Yet God had a purpose. So you met Jim Baker when you were assigned to the Dream Center. And I think this is yes. a, a church. There's two of them, right? There's one in Phoenix and there's one in LA. And this is Tommy Barnett yes, and his family. They run the Dream Center. What is that and how did it help to ch change your life? You know, the Dream Center is a, literally a facility that is birthed out of the downtown area in Los Angeles, California. And Pastor Tommy Barnett had a dream to establish a, a Dream Center in Los Angeles to help the broken, to help the homeless, to help families. And pretty much the name says it all, Dream Center, a place where you can dream again. And that's where my dream began. When I came out of the streets of East LA, California as a former, as a gang member, now I'm a former gang member, but as a gang member, I was already, you know, being established because of what happened in my life, right? But the Dream Center was helping young men and women being restored back into society. Well, Pastor Tommy and his son, Matthew Barnett, which is now the main leader, the, the lead pastor of the Dream Center, uh, believed in Jim Baker. And they asked him to come to the Dream Center to give a message, to come and tour the facility. And during that time, Pastor Tommy Barnett had assigned me to pick up his special guest Little did I know that one of those guests was going to be internationally known, Jim Baker. I had no idea who Jim Baker was. All I knew was that he was in prison, and that was all the credentials he needed in the streets of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, a calling card, right? That's like, hey, you get some street cred if you've been in prison. And here, Jim Baker comes out of prison and he's invited by Tommy Barnett to speak at the Dream Center. And I've seen the video where it was a tearful reunion, oh. you know, where, where Jim felt honored for the first time to come back and share the gospel as a broken man. I've read his book, uh, just, just wonderful ending to the book is about that moment you described. Everyone's gotta read Jim Baker's book. But you met him that day and he talked to you about Jesus, ended up adopting you and your eight siblings and the rest is history. Now you have your own TV show in Branson. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Mondo De La Vega about growing up in a street gang in East LA. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Mondo De La Vega. Mondo, you have any tattoos that prove you were in a street gang in East L.A.? <laughs> yes, sir. I got you. If you look real closely, I got a teardrop and, of course, three dots that represent my crazy life. Oh, no. I got different tattoos in my arm. Oh, no. So I got different ones that represent where I come from. But I tell you what, they're a testimony of God's grace. Well, tell me about that, because Jesus found you long before Jim Baker met you. You came to Jesus out of a life of crime. Can you talk about before and after? Absolutely. You know, Dr. Chaps, I found myself in a place where the world said, lock him up, throw the key away. Just like every kid in East LA, California, or any inner city in Los Angeles, in, in America, you are not given an opportunity to dream beyond your borders, beyond your neighborhood. So all I knew at the age of seven was I wanted to be like the top dog, like the OG, the original gangster that was leading the gang at that time. And as a young man, they tell you, don't make plans after 18 years old because you're either gonna be dead by the age of 18 or you're gonna end up in prison for the rest of your life. Oh no. But I knew something was different, Dr. Chaps, because I didn't use drugs. I was not involved in, in being an addict of drugs. I sold a lot of drugs and I began to see what it was doing to my friends that became users. All I wanted was to exist. All I wanted was for someone to recognize that I was alive. You gotta understand when my father walked away, I felt like my dreams walked away. I felt like God walked away. My mother was left to raise a young man, yet she was wor working four times a day, plus going to school to learn the English language. 
that was that meant that I was left alone and the streets became my mother and my father. I began to read, I began to write, I began to learn the things that I needed to learn in order to get me through the next day. But I began to see things that a young kid should never see. I began to see people getting murdered. I began to see people getting addicted to drugs. I began to see a society that didn't have any fathers, yet the streets became more fathers. It was not a great role model because love didn't exist there. Love and compassion is what we call weakness of a warrior. You couldn't show your love. You couldn't show any compassion. And therefore, I had a lot of hate in my heart, Dr. Chabs, that I didn't understand where that hate came from. All I knew I was doing was survival. I had no idea that I had a different destiny. I had no idea that God had an interest in me. As a matter of fact, I didn't have any idea that I can do something beyond what I was already doing. All I knew was to pick up a gun, knew how to fight, how to defend the street that I was representing. And every single day they told us, are you willing to live or die for your neighborhood? That became the greatest question that we live and die for. And I got to tell you, it became very confusing because at that time, we didn't know what we were fighting for. We didn't even know what we were dying for. Yet, we were putting tattoos in our bodies. We were believing that an ideology that was leading us to literally six feet underground or life in prison. So you were in a gang from your neighborhood, but there were other competing neighborhoods and, and they're competing for customers and drug sales and crimes and murders. Yeah. Uh, and you saw this and you participated to some extent because you ended up in jail. Absolutely, listen, one of the things is that if you're gonna be a part of a gang, you gotta survive. It's all about survival. It's either them or us, right? And there was other gangs around the neighborhood fighting for the same turf, fighting for uh, the same organizations that were bringing drugs to be distributed around the neighborhood. We were fighting for survival, yet we didn't understand where that was gonna lead us, but every day they were taking us into jail, whether it was for you know minor uh, assaults or, or just looking like a gang member or hanging out three to a crowd. Every single day I stepped out of my house, I didn't know if I was gonna come back on a casket or if I wasn't gonna come back because I was gonna get booked for life in prison. That's the wow. life, and really that's the language in the streets. Did you find Jesus in prison or, or somewhere else? No, sir, I found, oh, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. My sister stepped into my world. You gotta understand, Dr. Chaps, very few ministers were willing to step into our world and tell us about Jesus. Ministers were selling their souls because they needed money for their projects. The churches were not willing to go into our neighborhoods because they were afraid of us. Yet God sent a young woman, my sister, to tell me three of the most powerful statements that changed my life. What if God is real? What if prayer works? And what if you have a different destiny? Her courage, her strength to believe that the message of the gospel was still good enough, was sufficient enough to change my life. She believed it enough that she stepped into my world and gave me three of the most powerful phrases that changed my life. So how did you pray or get born again? Was there a crisis moment? Absolutely. 
There was a minister that was a former gang member, and my sister told me about him and told me that he was going to be speaking on a Saturday night at her local church. And I told my sister, I cannot be seen in church. My reputation will go down. Everything that I work so hard for to upkeep in the streets, you've got to understand reputation was everything, right? And I told my sister, if I get caught in the church, my reputation will be lost. But I told her, I promise you I will be there. That was on a Saturday that she invited me, Saturday morning. That Saturday evening, Dr. Chaps, I got in a vehicle because we were getting ready to go do uh, a drive-by shooting. And then mom, on my way to that drive-by shooting, I remember that I made my sister a promise and I told my homeboys, my friends, I said, hey, pull the car over, meet me in an hour. I gotta go meet my sister, get rid of her. And meaning, get her off my back. I'm tired of hearing about this church situation. And pick me up in an hour, and we'll go and take care of what we need to take care of. Well, 20, 26 years later, Dr. Chaps, I never saw my friends again. I walked into that church, and this man that was a former gang member was giving a message. And in the middle of that message, he stopped and he said, I'm going to stop sharing my story because there's a young man here tonight that needs to know and hear the greatest story of all, that is the story of Jesus Christ. And as, as he began to share about Jesus, he kept looking at me, and the more he looked at me, the more nervous I got. I had two nine millimeters in my pocket, and I said, if this guy gets any closer, I'm gonna pull the trigger. Well, guess what? Jesus pulled the trigger before I could, and all of a sudden, tears started coming down my eyes as this preacher began to tell me about this guy named Jesus that gave his life for me. And as soon as he said that, tears broke down my eyes. It was the first time since my father walked away that I had cried. Oh my gosh. And Jesus was adopting you at that moment as his son. Your father was gone but Jesus became your father in that moment. Did you pray and, and did you feel changed? Uh, listen, I wouldn't leave that moment without asking Jesus to walk with me the rest of my life. You gotta understand from the streets, you can't play two roles. I knew that my decision to walk into that church was gonna change everything about my life. I knew that my homeboys, I knew that my gang, I knew they were gonna come after me and persecute me because they wanted to know if the decision that I had made that night was gonna be real or I was gonna be playing with it. Well, that night, my heart was changed. For the first time in my life, Dr. Chaps, I felt loved, I felt accepted, I felt at peace, and it was like a fire running from my feet all the way up to my top of my head and I could not stop crying, and I began to feel different, see things different, but I knew from that moment on, I was not gonna look back, and I was gonna do whatever it took to continue to feel the love I felt in that moment. So you gave your life to Jesus, and you never looked back, you never returned to the streets, uh, or at least to the life of crime, that Jesus plucked you out of. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Mondo has a special word of encouragement for you giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. We want you to take action today because a three-star general is holding a cadet's religious freedom hostage at the U.S. Air Force Academy. And I want you to take out a pen and paper because we're gonna give you some phone numbers and action points right now because 
In my alma mater, I'm a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy. And when I attended my class reunion last year, I asked Lieutenant General Richard Clark, the three-star general of the Air Force Academy, here's the two of us together, I asked him in front of a crowd of 500 witnesses at our reunion, are you going to protect religious freedom for cadets if they have a sincere religious objection to getting the vaccine? And he answered saying, absolutely, chaplain. Well, now he is breaking that pledge. And we are wondering, why is General Clark refusing the appeal of a cadet, we're gonna call him Cadet X, who has refused the vaccine on religious grounds because he thinks, uh, sincerely held religious beliefs, that it would violate his pro-life Christian views. Well, now that cadet is being administratively separated, threatened with being kicked out of his school. This is wrong. We're asking people to contact General Clark's office and here, write down these phone numbers. Please call General Clark today at 719-333-4141. Again, that's 719-333-4141 and call him again at 4140. Call him twice and it's gotta be during business hours. You have to ask him, will General Clark keep his promise to absolutely defend religious freedom for the cadet who refused the vaccine? After you make those two phone calls, we want you to call us at 866-Obey-God. Press option three and we'll give you a free window decal. I pray for religious freedom. Let's stand up for religious freedom for this cadet. Again, here's the phone number, 719-333-4141. Call them during business hours, get a live person. We'll send you this window sticker if you call 866-Obey-God. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined for one more segment with Mondo De La Vega, who, as he just told you, grew up in the streets of East LA, was a drug dealer, was in prison, came out when Jesus met him through the preaching of an ex-gang member who was an evangelist. And Mondo, when those tears were coming down your face and you gave your life to Jesus, did he take away your sins? Did he take away your burden? And how did you become an evangelist yourself? Listen, it was the process. You know, when you become a gang member, psychologically everything changes. When I decided and I made the decision to follow Christ, the process began to work in my sin, to understand the psychology that was put in me to be, you know, restructure. I didn't understand what was happening. I couldn't go and get a regular job. I couldn't go. God challenged me to read the scriptures. I had to go back to the Bible and really understand what Jesus did on the cross for me. What did it mean to say that he had paid the cost for me? I took about a year or two years, Dr. Chaps, to really understand the gospel and to understand that if I was gonna believe for something, am I willing to die for it? The same way as I did in the streets, I believed this, the, the gospel of the streets and I was willing to die for it. The question was, am I willing to die for the gospel? Am I willing to give up everything for the gospel? And the process began and I can tell you that it was not an overnight sensation. It took a process of several years to understand that God had truly forgiven me through the son, Jesus Christ, and I began to understand what the calling of God was in my life. I knew that God had called me to the world. I knew that God had called me to share the story from gangs to grace, yet I couldn't understand how that was gonna be fulfilled, but it started by being around people like Tommy Barnett, Matthew Barnett, Jim Baker, 
Artie Kendall, Rick Joyners, to mentor me. This is the key. The mentorship that this man of God gave me was the unlocking of my destiny to fulfill the purpose and the call. And you became an evangelist there at the Dream Center, ministering to gang members like yourself long before you met Jim Baker. And then one day you're assigned as his driver and he adopts you and your siblings, nine children adopted. You move it to Branson, Missouri, and now you host an international television ministry with your sisters, <laughs> uh, preaching the gospel to, to thousands of people every day. And, and our TV show is on your network, the PTL Network, ptlnetwork.com is your website. You have dozens of preachers like me, and you are very gracious to share the, your, your network with us so we can reach the audience. Absolutely, you know what's amazing that I was traveling all over the world, sharing my story, Scandinavia, Africa, South America, Central America, and of course, North America. But in the middle of that process, my home base was the Dream Center. And when I was at the Dream Center, I was assigned by Pastor Tommy Barnett to take care of his high profile guests, to drive him around and to really be around just to witness what they were doing there. And in, in the middle of that, I get asked to pick up this man by the name of Jim Baker. And all of a sudden, my life changed. I can still remember the message that Jim Baker preached. That was, God can still use broken dreams. And from that moment on, we became friends. And eventually, I became part of his family. Today, I'm hosting my own national, international television program called The Mondo Show. And here I am because I believe in what the gospel meant, that he will restore all things to you. And you know what? It's a miracle. And if you don't believe in miracles, you're witnessing one right now. We have just one minute left. And I want you to pray with somebody out there who needs a miracle. Somebody is watching who does not know Jesus. Maybe they're still in a gang or still in a, a softer life of crime. But would you pray with them to receive Christ? Listen, I wanna pray for you right now. If God can do it for me, God can do it for you. You have to just come to the decision making and be real about it. And just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. I'm trusting you with my life. I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I am stuck where I am. I don't know where to go. Everyone has walked away. The world's telling me to lock them up and throw the key away. Yet I'm hearing this man talk that you are a God of forgiveness and that you have a message for me, God. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. I'm trusting you right now, God. Use me for your kingdom. Change my heart, change my life today. You pray that prayer, go read your Bible. That's the first step you need to take. In Jesus' name, amen. Our guest amen. has been Mondo De La Vega, ptlnetwork.com. Uh, in fact, when you go there, look for our show, PIJN News, and you'll see what networks you can see our show on, on their network. Thank you, sir, and God bless and love to your parents, uh, Jim and uh, Lori, we, we love, everything that you guys stand for in Jesus' name. Our website Amen. is PrayInJesusName.org, PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate today. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 
after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.